When there's something strange on your movie screen, who you gonna call? Bacon, Bacon sale. sale. <laughs> when a reboot's made and it don't look good, who you gonna call? Bacon, Bacon sale. sale. I ain't afraid of co-hosts. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I ain't afraid of co-hosts. <laughs> I'm afraid of co-host. Four, four times, guys. I'm afraid of co-host. Hey, everyone. <laughs> wow. We, we all sounded great. I haven't yet heard me particularly, what it sounded like. Me particularly sounded really good. was amazing. Yeah. How did Bacon Sale become five syllables? That's bacon what I want to know. Bacon Sale. <laughs> it's well, because it's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Bacon, bacon sale. sale. I don't know. It didn't work. Hi. Welcome to Bacon Sale. I'm Joel. <laughs> I'm Kent. And Jacob. Thank you for listening to Bacon Sale. We really do appreciate it. Don't forget to rate us and review us on iTunes so that we can appear more on people's feeds and, and even spread the Bacon Sale love even more. We got a lot of good shares on the uh, Steven Spielberg show. We did. Had, had some good reach. I don't know if that actually means anything on Facebook. Well, and I saw a listener, uh, someone uh, out in the Facebook world said, hey, I'm looking for any good podcasts. Do you know of any? One of our listeners actually posted, I listened to Bacon Cell, uh, Hickory Smoke Pop Culture, and tagged us and said, and it's great. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for that. That person deserves a t-shirt. I know. If, if I, we had any extra t-shirts. If we had t-shirts. Extra, if we had one to begin with. How, how are we coming <laughs> on that store, by the way, Jacob? Is that happening? It's coming along. Okay. <laughs> Is it? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's coming good. All right. So, <laughs> listener, we're going to talk about mostly nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like every other a, show. A little bit of everything. Yeah. No, so we've th- got... This show's going to be interesting because it is a, a review of the new Ghostbusters movie, but we're going to do it a little different than we had before. We're yeah. not going to talk about the movie up front. We're going to talk about the buzz around the movie Yes. first and you know, probably for about half the show and then get into the last half. We're going to be talking about the actual review. So not to worry. I mean, if you're listening right now, thank you. Yes. But on the description, we'll talk about when we actually get into spoiler territory. We'll make it very, very clear. Yeah. So you can listen to this as a regular show uh, for probably the first half or so. Yeah. I'm betting. Unless you just want to just jump right into it. Although I'm betting like 70% of our audience, let's say 78% of our audience may not care to hear the spoilers or not, because they're probably not going to see this movie. Well, and even if they are going to see it, what's really going to be spoiled anyway? I mean, they know Ghostbusters, and I mean, it's just little details here and there. It's like, oh, I missed that, you know, you spoiled that joke, you know, like... Well, they did that in the trailer. Yeah, that's... Yeah, right? <laughs> There's nothing to spoil, really. Save it for the show. Now, I, I will say, <laughs> there was a little bit of uh, dilemma or controversy, maybe, because we were talking about, you know, we're three guys... Should we be allowed to review the all-female Ghostbusters? Right. And actually, we were going to bring Emily on. And we decided yes, because... <laughs> Emily, <laughs> come, come on in, Emily. <laughs> Emily, come make us sound credible. Come out of the snow globe. Um, but no, but the, the thing about it is, and this is something I wanted to talk about, because this has been one of the most unique marketing experiences I've seen. Correct. Where they basically kind of... terrible? Well, I, I just mean that it seems, at least from what I've seen, that they... There were some people who, some dissenters, and they took that and they stoked that fire of hate and they rode that wave. It was no longer about the movie trying to stand on its own. It was now this quest to prove to all the haters that this was not a terrible movie. Well, and to prove that the internet itself was sexist. Yeah. That's what they were, it seems like they were going to do. Yeah, wasn't it the most disliked trailer on YouTube? Yes. yes. Ever? Uh, well, no, there, I think the, uh, the new Call of Duty one is a little bit more disliked. Oh, really? And that's saying a lot, actually. Really Thank heaven that's finally come. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Jake has a grudge against Call of Duty. Listen, people playing Call of Duty, how are you still interested? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show. All right. But no, it just seems like, and for those of you who have not been on the internet for the past 
year, and two years, when they announced this movie, they said, hey, we're going to reboot Ghostbusters. People said, that's a bad idea. And they said, and we're going to make it an all-female cast. And some people said, that's a bad idea, too. And then it became but this... But some people said that's that's interesting take. Yeah. It, like, it, it totally could have worked. But it was just interesting to me that it's become... It's gotten to the point now where if you are against the movie, you are a misogynist pig. Yes. There's no question. Like, well... Even if, I'm, even if I'm against just the, the concept of a reboot in general... But what if you're a misogynist pig before you decided that? You know, I think that's integrity, actually. <laughs> but no, I don't think I don't think any any sort of this misogyny really came out, or I, I, I'm going to say perceived misogyny, right. until they show the first trailer. Because honestly, when they said we're going to reboot this movie with an all female cast, everyone's like, "Okay, yeah, cool, do whatever you're going to do. I hope you n- never actually make it." Right. And then because we all know that Ghostbusters doesn't need to be rebooted, no. the movie from 32 years ago still stands up. Well, now you just dated the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we still stand up. If you're listening right now to this Ghostbusters 2016 <laughs> review. Yeah, 32 years from now. We're reviewing the quote-unquote new Ghostbusters, so we're already dated to start. Right. The the final Ghostbusters. No, but Ghostbusters is a classic. It's a comedy yes. classic. And I actually watched that uh, last night before watching this movie just so I could have a fresh comparison of the two. And it had been a long time since I'd seen the, ghost, uh, the original Ghostbusters. It still holds up. It's still a very, very good movie and highly entertaining. Yes. And so I just think it's so interesting that... No, well, that trailer though. The that trailer, trailer the first just, trailer. It was a train wreck. It was not because then it's like it's like thirty years ago, a group of, of yeah, a group yeah. of scientists became Ghostbusters. Now forget all that because <laughs> it has nothing to do with what's happening here. Because this isn't a sequel; it's a reboot. We don't know why I brought that up. Oh, here's uh, <laughs> the power of Patty compels you exactly. <laughs> Demons out. <laughs> That was just... That was the power of pain. No, power of Patty. Power of Patty? She's Patty, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know it's Patty, but yeah, I always thought it was pain. It's the power of Patty. That's funnier. But (laughs) (laughs) is it? No. I I do want to ask you guys a question, though. Makes no sense. In in your travels, in your online travels, not even online travels, in your... The people you know, do you know anyone? Have you you talked to anyone who's just like, oh, female Ghostbusters, girls, I hate that. I hate it because they're girls. Clint Eastwood from besides um, Gran Torino. <laughs> hey, take it easy. <laughs> I think also, okay, no, the answer is no. Me neither. I did not meet one person who hated this idea because it was an all-female cast. I found people who didn't want it because it was a reboot of a classic. Honestly, I would find it more distasteful if it was all dudes for a reboot. Well, no, you because know, then it, then they, it feels they even less picked, fresh. It would have been like Kevin James and... Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, what's uh, James Franco's little brother, Dave Franco. Yeah. That's, that's who it would have been can, in this role. Can I tell you what would actually be a little bit better? And it still would have been an all female cast. All dogs. No, like, like the like, super buddies. So they're <laughs> yeah, go- yeah. I'm sure there's buddies. a version. There is actually is uh, spooky buddies. Oh, is there? Yeah, there is. We have daughters. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we totally do. <laughs> if they had someone, I don't know. Let's just say Emma Stone. Emma Stone is in the Ghostbusters reboot. I think people will be like, okay. Hmm. No, I because she is not like this out and out comedian, right? Like all these women are meant to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they are, but they are meant to be. Well, this cast, yes, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy, Leslie Jones, yeah, all SNL type folks, yes. And I actually I like Kristen Wiig. I know you don't, but I I, I do ish. I I enjoy movies she's in. I liked her in Bridesmaids. I, I liked her in Ghost Town. I thought she was great in SNL. And I think Kate McKinnon is also really funny. 
Melissa McCarthy hit and miss because, you know, she's kind of played the same character for the last 10 years. She works well with Paul Feig, who's the director. Right. And then you get Leslie Jones, who I honestly don't know why she was kind of put in this other group other than she's an SNL buddy. And it seemed like this is a movie for SNL people. Yes. But it's a good cast. It's, but you're saying Emma Stone would have made it better? I'm saying pick any random female celebrity. So, you mean someone likable, just not somebody funny. Yeah. Right? Like, because Emma Stone has acting chops, you know? Like, imagine she's Emma fun. Stone in the Venkman role. Like, imagine her being Peter Venkman, you know, but the female version. Mm-hmm. And that would have been great because she can take things seriously, but also be a little bit snarky about everything. So, your mm-hmm. Dreamcast is like Emma Stone. Yeah, Anna, let's hear your Dreamcast. Anna Kendrick. Oh, I hate Anna Kendrick. I hate what? Anna Kendrick. I have turned on her. Sorry, who? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm all the way against her. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> no, still no. What? This is like the Dreamcast here. Yeah, people would say Jennifer Lawrence. I wouldn't. Yeah. She'd probably fit the Egon role. I just don't see... I, I didn't see all the hate because it was female. I saw the hate because it was a reboot of a classic. And yet they turned it into this giant thing. And Entertainment Weekly in particular was so promoting this movie, just like every turn and every single time it was like, let's bash the haters, let's bash the men, let's bash the men who hate. And then it was like, stop calling this the female, all-female Ghostbusters. Don't, don't refer to us as the all-female Ghostbusters. By the way, check out our all-female crew over here. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. Yeah, girl power, but don't call us the all-female Ghostbusters. And I was like, well, you can't have it both ways. You know, be proud of who you are. Right. And don't try and, you know, shame other people for calling you, trying to differentiate you from the original. Pretty much. But and even so, Entertainment Weekly, they, they, they kind of hoisted this thing up. It's like, a let's promote this movie as much as possible, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they were getting mad at people who hated it before they ever saw it, and they were loving it before they ever saw it. Yes. Which is both sides of the same coin here. Right. So it comes out. The reviews are in, and I just want to read. And this some. was like four days ago, right? Yeah, Maybe yeah, like yeah, a week this is ago. Recently. Yeah, this is yeah. But uh, I just want to read you some of these headlines from Entertainment Weekly and other publications. So this one says, "Quote: The new Ghostbusters are out to prove their haters very, very wrong." And this one uh, from the Economist: The all-female reboot is neither a defeat, a, a defiant feminist triumph, nor embarrassing failure that legions of online trolls predicted it would be when the film was announced two years ago. This is from the Daily Beast: The all-women Ghostbusters will silence its critics. And Entertainment Weekly again, despite the A-list cast, A-list cast? <laughs> Ghostbusters doesn't live up <laughs> to all the point. hype. And uh, so it says it doesn't live up to all the hype, but then in there the article, hype? yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like well, the, That's almost like saying, and this is why I, an adorable I've, been hating, I've been hating reviews so much because it's always like a comparison, not to the movie in its own, right? Yeah. It's like saying Civil War is better than Batman v Superman. How Civil War? You know, <laughs> tell me about what's in that movie. Yeah, try and take Not it Not just that you hated Batman v Superman. This isn't like Volcano and Dante's Peak, where you can kind of compare them, or Ants and Bugs Life, when they came out at the same time. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's this is compare. really comparable. They are different. I, and I just want to read this, this section from that particular article. The, uh, yeah, we need to get to this review. I'm itching. <laughs> I am too. Despite the A-list cast, Ghostbusters review doesn't live up to the hype. I just want to read this quote from the reviewer. While some pounded their thumbs raw, tweeting about how sacrilegious it was to mess with the beloved touchstone of their use in parentheses, get over it. Others spewed mouth-breathing misogynist bile about the fact that the male cast would be played by gasp women, in parentheses, get a life. Either way, after a year and a half of noxious hot air, Feig's comedy is finally here, and it's time to ask the only question that should have been posted in the first place. Is the new Ghostbusters funny? The answer is, kind of, but not nearly to the degree it should be, considering the talent involved, end quote. Wait, so they're just ripping on everyone, and then they say... And then they rip on "Eh." the movie. Yes, <laughs> they gave it a C plus, and yet they're sitting there saying, yeah, this is, you know, all those haters who did, said it was going to be bad. It wasn't that good. C plus. 
And then I, did, I read other reviews that were like, yeah, you know, this is the lukewarm comedy of the summer that we that we need. <laughs> like, hey, is that really a thing? No. I, it was something like that. Though, where they, were, they were all trying to like uh, meh on it. And then they're like, okay. That's a good soundbite too. <laughs> I really need lukewarm, lukewarm comedies. <laughs> could, uh, you, could you go to that one site you visit here and there? It has a, a fruit. Oh, God. Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, that's the one. All right. I'll go to Rotten what Tomatoes. What is it sitting at right now? Last I checked, it was in the high 70s. Let me make yeah, sure. Yeah, 77. Last I checked. It's currently sitting at 75% with 174 reviews. Like, we can't give commentary on that, though, because we're not reviewing it yet. Yeah. I mean, just know that I really like Rotten Tomatoes. I really trust what happens on that site. (laughs) No, but this is that that we we can talk about this a little bit because these are the reviews that are coming in about it. It's about the controversy. And I just wanted to point it out that people seem to treat this as the emperor's new clothes. You cannot bash on this movie or you will be perceived as a bad person. Because it has now become this beacon of, I don't know. In fact, I did the review with uh, Rich Bonaducci, who I do the uh, Friday morning. Hey, Rich Bonaducci. <laughs> Good one. Thank you. We do the Friday morning movie segment. And he was told after he walked out and didn't really care for the movie all that much that he was a sexist. He was told that? Yes. By whom? Well, fellow critics. And they were kidding. But oh, at the yeah. same time, they still said it. Well, you must be sexist. I know. and that's Was it a total joke or was it kind of like a... 50-50, probably. There's a, of, there's a bit of truth in every joke. Oh, that's yeah. Coming from a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is Rotten Tomatoes, as you know how it works, is a positive review gets a positive score. So even if it's like, this is passable, that's still considered positive. And so if, you know, 100 people say it's passable. Yeah, B minus. The rating's going to go up. Right. But all these reviews I'm, I'm reading, it's just like, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. It's all right. It's, it's not terrible. And that gets it up to a 75% of Rotten Tomatoes. It does seem like the hill that everyone is dying on. Yeah. Like, you know, there are certain critics, whether one way or the other, that, that feel like they want to champion a side. Yeah. And, you know, basically, I feel like it is so high on Rotten Tomatoes because these critics have been defending it and they want to look good yep. on social media. Yes, I agree. And that's what that's the problem. That's the issue is that if you get into that mentality of like, oh, it's bad no matter what or it's good no matter what, then you kind of lost sight about what this whole thing is about. Yeah, but how much money is it going to make? That's really the question. They're saying about 50 million. (laughs) We'll actually know by now, by the time the show is out. Yeah, yeah. I, I do want to bring up, oh, where can I find that? Can I please find that's that really, I mean, that's when it comes down to it, that's all that's going to matter. So the title, Screen Rant, is another one of those that it's just been propping this movie up. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is going to be a good movie. Stop saying it's going to be bad. And they, uh, <laughs> I just like this title. It says, Ghostbusters had sol- has sold more advanced tickets than any other comedy of 2016 so far. And if you Whoa. okay, hold on. Can we go through the comedies? Well, I just want to read. I want to read an actual paragraph from that article. Okay, Variety reports that the reboot has sold sold more advanced tickets on the popular website Fandango. So they're not. You know, that's just the only one site than any other live action live action 2016 comedy to date. Okay, I'm according to, according to the stats, Ghostbusters advanced sales are outpacing prior to prior hit. 2016 comedies like Right Along 2 and Central Intelligence by a healthy margin. <laughs> so and Zoolander 2. Yes. That reminds How me. How did they do that? Who that knows? that reminds me. There was sorry. I'm going to take everyone back to Australia real quick. Crikey! I had a drink. It was called L and P. So L ampersand P. Okay. And it's from New Zealand. All it is is lemonade. It's lemon juice. Yummy. As you're drinking lemonade. Yes, I am. And on this can. It said world famous in New Zealand. 
Now think and think. Go over that again. World famous yeah. in New Zealand. That's what that reminds me of. Right. Is like <laughs> the most anticipated live action comedy, not including any animated movie. Yes. Like it's so not, too. No, not yeah, not animated. 2016, which we're only in July, and live action comedy. Right. On Fandango. And yet they prop it up as like, look how great this movie's doing. And, and the reason I think I sound like I am just, you know, full of bile right now is that I was one of those people that disliked both trailers greatly. The, well, based on the trailer. Like, I, I'm And then I got, I got called a name. I really wanted to like the trailer. I call, but honestly. I call you names all the time. I know. <laughs> Truth in every joke. <laughs> I think I, I would say the three of us, we're probably not going to sound like it maybe by the end. <laughs> but we're not sexist. No. We we've said we've said things on accident before on the I, show. I have a I have a woman friend. Okay. <laughs> oh, you so, do. So you, you yeah. can tell. I'm not those sexist. Jokes. I have a woman friend. My my go to is, and I said this on Radio Ronan is, I grew up with three sisters that basically raised me. Mm-hmm. I watched Dirty Dancing and Girls Just Want to Have Fun every single weekend. Dirty Dancing is terrible, but Girls Just Want to Have Fun that is an awesome. It's movie. amazing. <laughs> Dancing in heaven. Here we go. I never thought I'd ever get my feet this far. That's the final dance number <laughs> where they're on the dance show. I know. Yeah. RTV. So do you guys think that there's DTV, any condition? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just remember that? Just when you said that. Oh, you geeks. <laughs> so is there any condition under which this should be rebooted? No. And I say no. Well, okay. I'm against almost all reboots. You know that. Like even Pete's Dragon. It's not an You mean fem- even especially Pete's Dragon? I mean, that's the one that's in my sights currently. I mean, like who cares? Yeah. They didn't really, reboot right. it with an all-female cast. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't make it live action, which bothers me, but I just, I get so bugged when they take a movie that still holds up and still does well and did well mm-hmm. and then try and reboot it. Cause I don't see the point. Dan Aykroyd for like 20 years has been trying to make Ghostbusters three. I know. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. And it just never worked out. Yeah. I mean, especially well, Bill Murray kept turning turn him down, right? Yeah. Bill yeah. Murray, he's busy walking around New York, staring at people and the guy being doesn't not have an funny. agent. He can do what he wants. Then that's all he does is he does what he wants. Yeah. Hey, Wes Anderson, are you filming something? I'll show up for two minutes. Yeah, it's a terrible life to do what you want, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like how you're mocking him for being basically everyone's dream. <laughs> do you just say that Bill Murray's your dream boy? Is that what you just told me? No, his lifestyle. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay, Freud. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan Aykroyd tried to make this movie. In fact, 15 years ago, he wanted to make this movie with Ben Stiller. Uh, I think Chris Rock. I mean, he did want to make it with Stone, Jennifer Lawrence. Isn't that so weird? 15 (laughs) years ago. And it was going to be with kind of this SNL sort of thing as well, which I'm happy that wasn't made. But he did want to make it like a passing of the torch. The old Ghostbusters teaching the new Ghostbusters. And I should say that, you know, I bashed on the NSL buddy train that was going on. SNL. Yeah. yeah. But originally the Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, that was part of the the thing was them being SNL buddies. You know, Will Ferrell, early days would have been a good cast for this as well. (laughs) No. Early days, he'd have been perfect. Early days? Like old school? Yeah. Yeah. No. I could see him in that role. Yeah, totally. Oh, I would... I hate that movie. But the thing is, no matter what, <laughs> no matter what cast you put in there, I don't care if you're putting Nathan Fillion in the lead role. Hey, now I like how he's the. <laughs> all right, no, because anytime Nathan Fillion's in something, I'm Throw like, yeah, I'll watch that. <clears throat> he's a really it's funny very guy. insightful, Joel. Hey, yeah, Nathan Fillion over Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> but no, even if you put like a cast, I re- like Michael Keaton and Nathan Fillion, like these guys that I go see movies because of them. Yeah, I still would be kind of like, no, don't mess with it. It still holds up. Was Nathan Fillion's last movie? I don't know. He does uh, Castle now. But uh, <laughs> I honestly can't tell you. Serenity? I think it was Serenity. <laughs> no. Didn't he do like one with the waitress thing after that? Yeah, he did oh, waitress. Yeah, yeah, waitress. Waitress is great, actually. Yeah. There you yeah. go. 
<laughs> That's still 10 years ago. Tangents. Whoa. Everyone's like, can you guys talk about Ghostbusters? No, we can't. We okay, really so can't. If Ghostbusters should never be rebooted, what else should never ever be rebooted? Well, and I think the reason that movies, unless a movie, okay, if you didn't get a movie right the first time, it's okay to reboot it and try again. You know, if it didn't quite hit where you... you can we, you think of one example of that? When they've rebooted a movie, they've remade a movie that wasn't quite, that wasn't good the first time and so they made it better. Well, one that came to mind was Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. They have invasion, it's a classic 50s sci-fi, but it is very campy. They took that and they rebooted it as Invasion of the Body Snatchers in the 1970s, and it is horrifying. And they did such a great job of kind of making it their own while still staying true to the source material. Or The Thing, I guess. The Thing. Or The Thing from Another Planet. Yes. That's another one. That The Thing from Another Planet, classic sci-fi. But what about you- The Mummy, Kent? <laughs> hey, it's coming out next year. No, okay. So the, <laughs> Tom the, Cruise is in it. <laughs> the Mummy, the original Mummy, like the old Boris Karloff one? Yeah. Not that good. Yeah. The Brandon Fraser one? Not that good. So I'm actually okay. It has Rachel Vice like in her, in her prime. <laughs> I mean, the first, so the first one was kind of fun, though. Right. But right? I'm, I mean, what yeah, I'm saying is n- neither one of those hit it right for me, so I'm happy to see... Another one and see if they can get it right that You're time. just happy to see Tom Cruise, whatever he's doing. What is it with you and Tom Cruise? Huh? It's that, not that's me. me. That's me over oh. here. Oh, that's Kent. Sorry. <laughs> Got mixed up. So I guess horror films have done it right, but I can't think of like a drama. Very rarely do you see like a, a, like a Hitchcock being remade. Oh, gall. I mean, if anything. Don't get me started on Hitchcock. Disturbia. Disturbia would kind of be a remake of Rear Window. Yeah. yeah, and that worked for like, the time. And Joyride is a is kind of a remake of Duel, like for teens. You but love Joyride. You I just do. you've been waiting a year and a half to bring up Joyride. <laughs> Candy cane. Candy cane. Want to talk to Candy cane. All right. So what are the rules? What? How does it work? I mean, well, when a man and a woman love right. each other very much. <laughs> tell me. Tell me. <laughs> Don't that, stop there. Is I that really, the plot I'm of really curious. <laughs> uh, no, but it, okay. So, I, I what do are the ingredients necessary to make a reboot work? I think in order to make a reboot work, it has to be a movie that either didn't work initially or it's become so dated that it's no longer, it doesn't hold up anymore. And so you kind of want to put a fresh coat of paint on it to make it look good. But I I just think it couldn't have been that great to begin with. Like, for example, let's say they wanted to remake The Last Starfighter. Wow. Okay. It's a good choice. I'm just pulling that out of left field over here. Having flashbacks of that guy jumping up in the back seat at the end and freaking me out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think... People would be, they'd be stoked. It's, it's kind of an unknown property. Most people wouldn't even know it's a remake, Mm -hmm. but the movie was kind of a, well, kind of, it wasn't a copy of Star Wars that wasn't that great. It was cool if you're like eight years old, but if they remade that, I think that would be a great idea. Yeah. Because that's an interesting choice. It's one that either people don't remember or forgot was a movie, but that's the problem is they keep remaking these ones, these classics. Well, because they want stuff with star attention, right? I mean, everyone knows. Yeah, it's 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 money. It's because Hollywood can't make it on their own anymore. They have to borrow ideas and and rely on built-in audiences. They're making it better than ever, though. (laughs) So I think we need to go over our our untouchable movies or franchises. Which So obviously, you basically think it's everything ever. But if there's a couple that you have to particularly call out, what would they be? Well, it's not everything ever. I mean, there's a lot of forgettable movies. Like, you watch some of these movies, you're like, that was good. I'm never going to remember that. Okay, everything ever under the guise of movies that you liked. Yeah, you know, pretty much. Like, I would say it has to be at least 30 years old. Like, at least. At least. Right? Yeah, not (laughs) Spider-Man. Which is three years at a time. So I think yeah. we should we should explain this by saying, what are the movies that if they rebooted, you would want to put your head in a toilet? You know, like, it's, <laughs> this is a pretty bad response. Not my like head. I'd want to put yours. someone else's head in the toilet. <laughs> I, just, I'm just kidding. And then you the voluntary yourself. dipping. The Wait, voluntary swirling. You, you, you guys don't put your head in the toilet every morning? Um, How do you do your hair? <laughs> 
So that's how you get the wave. Yeah. Okay. Do that. you flush and then pull it halfway? Yeah, that's pretty much how I do it. Then it does okay. a flip. Yeah. But no, so the, the assignment was, uh, we said, okay, go out and find two movies that, right. that are like untouchable. Do not touch these movies. These are reboots that need to stay where they are. So right. Ken, why don't you share yeah. your first one? My first one is The Matrix. Really? Yes. It is dated. Here's the thing. And just be, so you're saying because it's dated, it could be remade? Well, another decade, that, that would probably be on the table. Well, the, it will be. I'm, I'm almost sure of it. Except the concept is so overdone these days of alternate realities and things like that, that it, it would seem old hat if they tried to reboot that one. There was this great film renaissance in the late 90s where twists worked. Like, yeah. twi- no one would guess a twist going in. The internet was like two years old. People like me wouldn't look up spoilers. Yeah, dial-ups took way too long to get up on spoilers. <laughs> oh, <besides>. I know. <laughs> it's loading. I need to get on the phone. Oh, when your, little, <laughs> when your little brother would pick up the phone when you were, had a connection going on and you were talking to someone on AOL. Right. Oh, so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> Tangent. So The Matrix. <laughs> when it came out, everyone thought it was an action movie. And then all of a sudden, it blew everyone away. It changed action movies for, well, probably till now, but for at least 10 years. Yeah. It redefined the action genre. And I would say through bullet time. Yeah. Oh, everyone did bullet time for a while there. Yeah. Yes. At this point, if you saw like a Matrix reboot, people would be like, okay, how are you going to impress me in some way that a superhero film has not done the yeah, same that'd scene? That'd be pretty would, hard. That is. That, or that's... like Inception. Like, how are you going to... It would have to be a scene like that that truly blows you away, and I don't think that could be done with a... I think that's the only reason people would see The Matrix, because they'd say, show me the awesome fights. They better be original. Right. Because that's what made The Matrix work, is this new technology we'd never seen before. Yes. A very high sci-fi type concept that blew your mind, and really cool fights. And in the movie stars Keanu Reeves. I mean, honestly, even in 10 years, he'd probably be able to play Neo again. He probably could. Because he's immortal. He'll probably have the the crazy name brothers directed again. It's just too bad. They're sisters now. What? Yeah. Wachowskis. They're sisters. But it's it's weird to me, though, that they never made any... Both of them? Yeah, both. (laughs) That they never made any sequels after that one. You know, it was so good. (laughs) It's just weird. It's like... That was the best part. If we ever have a show where movies that need sequels, I would say that one. Yeah. We could do a really good sequel. Okay. And and so I'm saying The Matrix because, obviously, I hold it very dear. It's in my top three movies of all time. Mm -hmm. I could watch that every single day. That said, if they said... That makes so much sense, you sociopath. <laughs> Ken's a sociopath. Now I'm getting it because I said that was, Jake that, last, that was time. last time. It was me this time, Jacob. Just uh, yeah. Yeah. If they want to somehow reboot the Matrix sequels and change them, go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. But do not touch the original because, A, it can't be done. It's a different time. And I don't think it will have the same effect, even with the story. The story was so cool. They would have to have some sort of new technology that we've never seen before that could blow our minds. You can't replace Morpheus. I mean, Lawrence Fishburne is so good in that movie. And just everything. The way the internet works. The the (laughs) fear of the Sentinels. Yes. And honestly, even after seeing the sequels, if if they were to exist in that fan fiction world, (laughs) people know that the colonel from KFC is this architect, and and they just don't care about what happens next because it kind of just... At the yeah. end. Yeah. And so do not touch the Matrix. I hold it very, very dear. <laughs> All right. All go. right. Over to you, Joel. Uh, mine is 1960s Psycho. 
Oh, wait, they did that. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, go put your head in the toilet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again. Again. But is it, is Twice it today. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, just as a side note, they did remake 1960s uh, Psycho in 1998 or something like that, I believe. <laughs> we did. The best cast ever, though. I mean, oh. like, obviously. Anne Hesh, Stop it right there. <laughs> stop it right there. Vince Vaughn back in the late 90s was fantastic. What happened to him? He had so much potential. Well, he have did. you seen him in that movie, though? Because, you know. Which well, one? No, no. Oh, he was fine. Like, honestly, if Psycho didn't exist and he was that kind of character, mm-hmm. he'd be fine. But the thing is, it was shot for shot. It was a shot for shot remake. It wasn't even a reboot. It was so unimaginative. And then you give him Anne Heche and Julianne Moore. Yeah. Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Julianne Moore. Really? Yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> but that was, I mean, that, that just kind of showed you don't remake Hitchcock. Just don't. But that's not what I was going to say. Actually, I, oh, man, I, I actually think... Okay, I'm going here. Go. Hitchcock could be like the Shakespeare of cinema. I think if you take ideas from Hitchcock and you don't remake the same movie, kind of like how Shakespeare, they can make Hamlet into the Lion King, for yeah. example. Or Strange Brew. <laughs> or Strange Brew. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I like where you're going here, though. Act. But if they take the ideas of Hitchcock, right. even if it's like waiting till the very end to, for, to have this like cool reveal that kind of comes out of nowhere, right. I think, yeah, I think you could... Do Vertigo, for example, and make it a completely different thing and have some people say, hey, fun fact, kind of based on Vertigo. Yeah, like Cliffhanger. <laughs> no, no. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> no, but I, I agree. Because if you take the concept and make it your own, that's perfectly fine. And in fact, maybe that's what Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, should have done. A little we'll more. get there. We'll get we'll there. We'll get to there. No, my actual, my, one of my actual ones is actually Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 1986. One of my favorite movies of all time. It perfectly captures that time and it, even the high school experience. And I feel like it was just an amazing cast from, you know, from Matthew Broderick, of course, to Jeffrey Jones as his foil. Like it just worked out so well that if they tried to make it again, like Ferris was one of those characters that was a smarmy smart aleck, but you liked him. Mm-hmm. Whereas nowadays they put someone like Dave Franco in there and he would annoy you to no end because he's a cocky jerk. Well, the problem is there's no one quite like John Hughes anymore. No. He had this like charm that mm-hmm. was on screen and at he, all times. He, he could capture the voice of the youth. Yes. Whereas like, I don't know if you saw Easy A. I really didn't yeah. care for it. It was kind of a love letter to John Hughes. Yeah, I didn't like it. And that. it was just like smarmy the entire time. Everyone yes. was so clever. Or even like... If someone tried to remake this movie, it might be something like, and I do love this movie, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Right. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. A little girl. Sorry, film. Emily. You know, because he does talk to the camera at times, mm-hmm. but it's just like, it's an indie film. Like, no one's really going to watch it. Right. Or it could, also, it could also end up being one of those raunchy road trip type comedies where the kids get into all sorts of mischief and it's just this, I don't know. This one has kind of this innocence to it because it's these kids trying to be adults and realizing that adulthood isn't all it's cracked up to be. And that's why I love this movie. They can't make it again. You can't make Ferris Bueller's Day Off, even if you try to make it a TV series. It's, a good it's just not going to work. Doom, boom, good choice. Boom, Jennifer boom, Aniston. Doom, doom, doom. All right, back to you, Kent. I actually want to hear one of yours. One of mine? Yeah, do you have one? Uh, well, I mean, I was going to use the joke, Untouchables is my untouchable <laughs> movie. It's untouchable. Yeah, he yeah, takes yeah. one of yours to the hospital, you take one of his to the morgue. <laughs> this is a great movie, though. Right? Yeah, no, it's yeah, a good movie. This is a good Go, movie. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. <laughs> untouchable is a great movie. Everlasting Gobstoppers? Everlasting Gobstoppers is a great movie. <laughs> Coming next year. Yeah. Look, I only have one. So this is, this is the only one, but uh, Princess Bride. 
Yes. You didn't even go back to like the 40s for this one. No, yes. that one should never be remade. No, Princess ever. Bride is lightning in a bottle. Like, it really is. How do you recreate that? Yeah, don't even try. And I'm sure it's been considered, and maybe they're smart enough to realize this isn't going to work. Like Which, this, this was magic. I could see someone trying, though, and saying, hey, we're going to actually faithfully ad- adapt the book. Because it does... The Princess Bride movie is pretty close to the book, which mm-hmm. the book is one of my favorite books ever. But I've read it. Oh, it's really good. Okay. Yeah. And there's there's tons of backstory about Fezzik, about Indigo, and, and all those the people. You learn all about them. The guy goes on about like trees and stuff forever, though. Like it gets a little tedious. You're like J.R.R. Tolkien? You're thinking of The Hobbit. But, yeah. And, no. the, and the ending <laughs> is, is much darker. And cool. so, uh, <laughs> Ken's like, I'm it. I Ken's love in. a bad ending. <laughs> He's looking it up right now. Who dies? <laughs> Davis County Library. I feel now. <laughs> But I, there's I, sequels, though. That is a great. That is a great. Oh, thanks. Uh, idea. That is a great choice. Joel, I did good, Kent. What do you yeah. think about that? I think you did What's good up too. Now? <laughs> I'm not in a right. fight with you. All right, back to you. I feel like we need to fight a little bit because this is no, so friendly. It's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll fight when we get to the review. Our reviews will come. Okay. Uh, the other movie is kind of from the same era as The Matrix, and I think it, for me, it's the trilogy, mm-hmm. The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's well, going to remake that. No, that's. There's going to be people that'll be like, "Well, he changed the ending, and it's different, and we're going to do it right." I think in 20 years, maybe less, Warner Brothers is going to say, "You know what? We we should remake Harry Potter. Like it's been a while." No, no, I think they're I, because this is a franchise that keeps on giving. Essentially, yeah, I think they'll think of Harry Potter, whereas I actually think it should be a TV series. And I think Lord of the Rings, they should never ever touch it because, granted. It's a fantasy movie. The effects could be done better in the future. I will say that. But they're darn good. But the cast they got for this and the characters they became. Oh, Sam. <laughs> Yo, my Sam. <laughs> she had ribbons in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I also love it when you say that. <laughs> Andy Circus too, like as Gollum. Like, yeah. He's, he's kind of become yeah. this little cliche now, but Andy Circus as Gollum was fantastic. I mean, Ian McKellen as Gandalf. Uh, it just, no, no, everyone. That was Sean Connery. That would have been. I still. <laughs> really? I'm sad about that. Yeah. Are you no. being serious? No, I'm totally serious. I wish it was Sean Connery. You just want, you just want him in every movie. Yeah. Well, him I and mean, Tom Cruise and Nathan Fillion. Have Tom Cruise and Sean Connery ever been in a film together? No. I don't no, so. they should though. They should. Hold on, fact checker. I apparently want to do a bacon seller. <laughs> <The game, laughs> right. All right, well, let's go. But I think Lord of the Rings. Granted, kind of like The Matrix. If someone wants to take on The Hobbit, you know, feel free to remake that. I think someone could make that a solid two movies. I know people are screaming, saying one movie. I think if it were two movies and Peter Jackson wasn't as overindulgent with that, mm-hmm. it'd be fantastic. Right. But uh, please don't touch Lord of the Rings ever. I think in 60 years, people to look reboot back. It. You can touch it and watch it, but don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, although it'd be digital, so yeah. don't touch it. Uh, so I think in 60 years, people look back at Lord of the Rings and just be like, yep, that is like the epic fantasy series of all time. I would agree. Yeah. Just kidding. I have another one. Dumb and Dumber. That is too true. Too sacred. I tell Can you, never I, remake I, it. I know you don't like it, Kent, but I, that was on my honorable mention Does the list. sequel count? Because it was essentially a reboot. I mean, it was the same movie. I have to tell you, Joel, I was only doing that to annoy Kent. No, but I, I, I <laughs> and it to, worked. It made my honorable mentions because I thought that was one of those where... Was, <laughs> really? No, because... because <laughs> he, he got was, the silent look and everything because like, he was Daniels, really mad. It's, uh, it's uh, what's his name? Jim I Carrey. love there that you go. forgot Jim Carrey's name. <laughs> Jeffrey Daniels, Jim Carrey. How is that possible? And the script. It's just the Fairley brothers at their prime. And that's what that was. And you, you, they couldn't even do it again. But uh, no, my actual uh, other one is Soul Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Do you know Soul Man? I don't even know what that is. The, no. We were talking about whether they shouldn't be touched. I said, is it because they shouldn't or because they wouldn't? This is one of the wouldn'ts because Soul Man, I'll just read the synopsis here. <clears throat> a 1986 comedy film about a white man who temporarily darkens his skin in order to pretend to be, a, to be black and qualify for a black-only scholarship at Harvard Law School. This is a movie with C. Thomas Howell Ugh. taking tanning pills 
to make himself darker and then getting a perm so he can be in blackface for the majority of the movie. It's kind of like white chicks, but the original. Yeah. yeah. That's when I, like that's me. When yeah. I was like, oh, I, when I was looking at movies, I'm like, there's no way they'd make that nowadays. But that's not my movie. You went around the same time as The Matrix. I went around the same time as Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I said Back to the Future. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that yeah, – the real, only reason I didn't mention that is because it's – I was hoping you would. That is number one. Back to the Future is one of those, once again, there's something magical about the first movie in particular, but even the trilogy. Something about 1955, 1985, 2015, where if you try to – if people try to do it today – it just wouldn't be the same. You wouldn't get that same kind of nostalgia. You wouldn't have Michael J. Fox. You wouldn't have Doc Brown. It's just, you wouldn't have, you know, have someone else playing Jennifer and that would just be weird because they did. Remember? Yeah, because yeah, they did. <laughs> From the first one to the right, second right. one. Elizabeth Shue, though. Yeah. I mean, come on. But, and also, I don't think they'd make another movie about a mom crushing on her son, but. <laughs> that was so weird. But have you seen 17 again? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But man, Back to the Future, don't touch that. What if ever. they could digitally get the actors, you know, because technology in five years, like remember Michael Douglas from Ant Man? Right. What if you were able to get the facsimile of Michael J. Fox? That and is Doug what I'm Brown? worried about. I'm worried that they're going to do this and like take the cast of Firefly and put them in a movie again, which would be fun to a point. Yeah. But it almost feels like cheating. And what, you just have the voice actors come back or then can they just duplicate that too? They could probably do, in, in the future, they probably can do faces and voices. Yeah, they probably can. It's animated. You won't even need actors anymore. So do you think they'll go back in time to find the cure for Parkinson's? Kent. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty messed up, Kent. You went pretty dark. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Mike uh, to say Kent cares. If they, had, if they were going to turn it off for the Ghostbusters review, they turned it off by now. <laughs> I think we're about there. Is there, is there another one? Or are you guys done? I'm, I'm good. So Back to the Future uh, for me. Back to the Future and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And for Lord Kent. of the Rings. Oh, I do have one more. Yeah. Ghostbusters. <laughs> 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 which I would have said because it's another one of those around that time where mm-hmm. I'm like, it still holds up. It's still good. So ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our spoiler free section of the Ghostbusters movie. We'll, we'll let you know we're getting to spoiler full. We'll keep, we'll try and keep the spoiler free section short so that, you know, we can talk about all the spoilers later on. Cause it's really hard for us to talk about movies and not talk about spoilers. Right. Yeah. But uh, Kent and Jacob, you guys went to go see it uh, earlier this week. I went and just barely saw it, so my nerves are still raw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think you've had some time to mellow in it. Go ahead and, and one of you give your thoughts. You want me to go? Sure. So after Kent and I watched this, Joel said, uh, don't give me any spoilers. Just right. send a GIF. 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 Of, thank of you. your thoughts. Thank you, Jake. Animated right. GIF. So, um, thank you, Gake. So I sent... It's a J. <laughs> do you want to do this We're again? We're not doing this right now. It's a We're J. We're not doing this right now. It's a G and a J. Jif. You can't cross the letters. It's definitely a gift. Don't, they, did, they crossed the streams in the movie. Why can't I cross the letters? Lay lines. <laughs> Joe loves crossing streams. So. <laughs> Don't get me started. Jacob has to go first. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, he, so he I, sent, I, sent, I sent a GIF of a GIF. slushy from... Uh, Glee. Glee from Glee, right? From Glee, going Glee. into somebody's face. From Glee, <laughs> from Glee. Glee. <laughs> See, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not calling that Glee, is he? Uh, okay, we got to we got to right. continue. So yes, a slushy to the face, right? Which yeah. was which is the one I sent, and I thought that was pretty apt. Um, I'm what did this, I send? Do you remember? It was this unicorn that was like flashing neon lights or something. Unicorn? No, a horse, it wasn't a unicorn. Something. It was something. It's from Goof Troop. No, it was, yeah, it was, it was Powerline. Yeah. Oh, That's what it was. It's okay. Powerline Dancing from Goof Stand Troop. Stand out. 
above the crowd, even if you got a shout out loud. Wow. Just remarkable the things you guys know. <laughs> I don't think he's seen the Goofy movie because he just called uh, he called him a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> that's Goofy's son. No one knows what animal Goofy is, though. I mean, yeah, that's what <laughs> it's not a unicorn. It's some sort of creature. And it was flashing. That's all I know. I, it was there's a flashing background. Let's clarify he here. Was dancing. <laughs> he was dancing. Flashing anybody? Okay, uh, go ahead with your review. Right. I I am giving it a D plus. It, it You're was, just gonna come right out and give it a D plus. Yeah. You know what? Like as much as I dislike sitting through it, like it's painful. Like I don't want to relive it. Even like if we didn't do this show, I would just try and block it out. You know, it's not sisters level. You know, I didn't. I sisters didn't. double a bad because you hated sisters. I despise sisters. If anyone doesn't know, uh, I accidentally took Jake to sisters at the end of last year. <laughs> Wait, just carry him in your pocket and be like, oh, I, I left the Jake in here. What do you <laughs> mean you accidentally took it out? And I was like, oh, thanks for pulling me out of here, kid. And then I just sat down and had some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, let me clarify. What just happened? <laughs> no. So I, I was like, Jake, you want to go see a movie? It's sisters. And he's like, Tina Fey, Amy Fuller, Amy Fuller, whatever. <laughs> Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Probably PG-13 and really, you know, kind of worth sitting there for an hour and a half. It was rated R, very rated R, and not worth sitting there for two seconds. Oh, yeah. It was just Anyways. Bad. So Ghostbusters remake is not as bad as Sisters, but is not very good. You know, I didn't think about the movie at all for a long time. And I was like, eh, don't care, don't care, don't care. And then we got to the day of, and I'm like, oh, I'm seeing Ghostbusters today. You know what? Maybe it'll be all right. You know, I, I have hope. He like, was. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested. I maybe this is going to surprise me. It's going to be kind of ready for like, you know, a average comedy, lukewarm comedy of the I summer. Was. That's all. I, uh, <laughs> yes, I was really looking forward to the lukewarm comedy of the summer. <laughs> and uh, two stars. Boy, did it Jake almost Brothers. deliver that. Oh, welcome two stars. <laughs> so yeah, it. Um, I you know the first 15, 20 minutes, I was I I chuckled a couple times. I was like, yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah, that was the a funny most line. mediocre film in years. Kent Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, they bring on, uh, oh, this is spoiler free, so I won't say that, but you know, there's a couple of good jokes, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, 40 minutes in, I'm literally closing my eyes just to make it go away. And <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting my head on the back of my seat occasionally. Like, wow. oh my gosh, just let this end. And this wasn't me. This, this was Jake. That sounds like you. I'm kind of like yeah. tapping you, my hands, tapping my feet. <laughs> I I I'm like, okay, okay. All right. I wonder how much more is left. Did you like the original Ghostbusters? May I ask? Oh, this, thank you for bringing that up because I actually don't care a lot about it. It's funny. Right. By all means, it's funny. I don't have any emotional attachment to the original Ghostbusters. Well, you didn't start watching movies until like 2007. Until Right, Rumspringa. Rumspringa. <laughs> no, I watch movies all the time. I just, I just grew up on Lethal Weapon and Tombstone. That's all. I love Lethal Weapon. <laughs> yeah, like that was I'm literally getting too old for this stuff. <laughs> I'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah, yeah. right. We're yeah. speaking your language now. Now you are. Now you are. <laughs> Gary Busey. What a terrifying villain in Lethal Weapon. He really is. Yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah. He burns his arm with a lighter. Yeah, <laughs> guys. We already talked love about that sisters, <laughs> and we talked it. for forty yes. minutes about other movies. Right. So, let's get out okay. Of this. So yeah, back, back to you. Um, Original Ghostbusters, right? Never have I felt so much loyalty to an old movie, right? As I did at the end of watching this one. And I, like I said, I didn't even, I don't even have an emotional connection to the old movie, but I was like, how dare they remake that? That thing that I liked kind of, you know, like, <laughs> like I was offended so by then, that. Then that you point. understood the, the, the rage that a lot of other people I really had. did. I really did. So that's, that's the end of the review. D plus. There you go. I'm plus. A, to, to begin with, I'm right there with Jake. In fact, you know, the first couple scenes were kind of funny. In not scary, like a lot of reviewers are saying, but there was there was some oh, tension gosh. there. There was nothing scary at all. The first scene with the basement was kind of good. 
Like it was a good intro for a Ghostbusters. I, I'm movie. gonna disagree with you guys there, but we'll get to mine. No, I yeah, I totally disagree. Like if you've seen any intro to Supernatural, it's it's no, not no, even. No, no, don't no, bring no, Supernatural no, into I this. I agree. I, I, well, Jacob has to bring it up. It's in his contract to bake yeah. itself. He has to bring up <laughs> Supernatural every show. You say. By the way, you know what? So what do you say every show? What do I say every show? Yeah, Mother Brain. Oh, <laughs> we haven't brought it up for a couple shows. I Disney. talk about Batman, Superman. No, okay, so <laughs> Disney quick, Cruiser. Quick story. I went to a lunch with my with my brother and Jacob. And after it was over, we're, walk, <laughs> yeah. we're walking out, and my brother made some sort of comment about something about Supernatural or something like that. And Jacob goes, oh, you watch Supernatural? And my brother starts laughing, and he's like, what? And he says, you really do talk about Supernatural a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a pretty great moment, actually. That's good. Anyway, anyway, sorry, Ken. No, it's good. So, And then even when I met the cast, you know, you meet Kristen Wiig, and I'm like, I don't hate this. Kristen Wiig seems to be doing fine. Melissa McCarthy seems to be doing fine. The setup here is okay. Mm. In fact, it seems different from the original Ghostbusters I am Which on is board. good, yeah, right? Exactly. Me too. Right, me too. Then I, make, I met Kate McKinnon, her character, Holtzman, mm-hmm. and I cringed a lot. The rest of the, uh, well, I will say, the vocal minority of the audience did not cringe a lot. They laughed a lot. Right. And then it gets into the story, which is basically, just to give a story, there's a, mach- a guy, a weird guy builds a machine to amplify ghosts and tries to build a portal. Territory? No, this is, this is a summary. It's a description. <laughs> He wants to build a portal to free ghosts. And that's the story. That is part of the trailer and summary, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it is. It is. That happens for the first five minutes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's spoiler free. No, that's, that's I, spoiler no free. I, I'd, I'd heard that before I went into the movie. So it, they, they do little tasks. They try to him. build credibility. It's possible. <laughs> and that's it. That is it. Can I go back to how it's never scary? No, I'm going to disagree with you again there. I didn't find there was not a single moment of suspense. And that's one of the things Your the original one did good. Talk to this guy. It's it's not a, it's not meant to be a scary movie though. It's meant to be a comedy. Okay, now re- remind me. Did you guys find the first one suspenseful at times? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, me too. Library. Oh, the yeah. couch. The couch scene. Oh yeah. With the arms come out of the couch. And yes. Yeah, that's freaky. I never had a single. Or r- Ghostbusters r- two. Moment. Even Ghostbusters two, with the baby in the bathtub and the eyes that glowed. Oh yeah. yeah. Nothing like that ever happened in this one for me. They so, agree. They did try. Keep okay. Going, can you go with your review? So basically, the cast, I want to say they were good because I think I liked them all separately. I thought together they didn't quite work. They were all so different and inconsistent. For example, Kate McKinnon was zany. She was Harpo Marx, basically mugging the, mugging the camera the entire time. The entire time. Melissa McCarthy, as we talked about, Jake, yeah. was basically falling asleep. Like, she forgot, oh, yeah, I'm supposed no, to be in a movie right now. She's like, oh, I'm making another movie no, where I say she, the same lines all the time. She autopilot is what she did. Yes. Yeah. I think she comes out unscathed. Kristen Wiig was there to gawk over Chris Hemsworth, who was the funniest part of the movie. What? Yes. Gosh, I, I didn't even think of that, but that's true. I laughed. What? I, no, hold on. Wait for your turn. Here's the thing. To defend myself, I laughed at him for about two and a half minutes until he became the crutch of the entire movie. Because he became the big dumb blonde from Clueless. Like, that was kind of the effort at comedy there. I don't remember a big, dumb blonde in Clueless. Well, I'm just saying, he was like a character from the, like, a Alicia big... Silverstone was actually quite intelligent in that movie. <laughs> and she wasn't big. We're talking about we're talking about another movie. Right. <laughs> as we do. Leslie Jones probably comes out unscathed as well. Well, I mean, how do you... Like, you know, I mean, she's the character <laughs> you know, she's meant to be playing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like she had some sort of credibility or esteem behind her that would that this would bring down, right? She's she's on SNL. She does some stand up, and yeah, yeah, she did fine. I did so. I chuckled twice in this movie, mm-hmm. and then it ended, and then the credits went for about ten minutes. Yep, 
and then it ended again, sort of. Oh, yep. that was so weird. And gave the most pandering, in which we'll talk about in the spoiler thing, the yeah, pandering stinger. Yeah, stay all the way to the end of the credits for a pandering stinger. D plus. D plus as well. Maybe a D. Honestly, in the days Sorry to that have passed, with a bad, it's probably a, bad a D. So you guys agree on the score here? Yeah. This is going to be awkward. So I'm going to go out here on a limb here and say I am the biggest Ghostbusters fan in this room. You are. I watched that movie a ton. I had the toys. I had costumes. I had, you know, I, I played with the Ghostbusters toys, and I, I, I watched the real Ghostbusters all the time. Not I, Filmation's Ghostbusters? I watched that one, too, because I love the Ghostbusters. I can quote the majority of Ghostbusters, because it is very, very quotable. Yes. And I was furious that they were rebooting, rebooting it, as you know. And rebooting so, it. Rebooting it. I went into the theater with my arms folded tight. No, you can't do that though. Cause no, that's but, going in with a lot of bias. I did. And I, I went in there with my arms folded tight and, and now I you're was giving bugged. it an A minus. I was bugged. When the movie started, I was bugged. And also let me tell you guys something. So you guys went to the critical screening, pretty full theater. Cause it was a critical screening. Yes. Yeah. I went to the a seven o'clock showing Thursday night. So it's the, for one of the first showings of the movie, maybe 50 people in the audience. Yikes. What? That's not good. No. And this is a big theater. That makes me feel good inside, though. Um, <laughs> like, I, I actually started counting. Before the Sexist. movie started, I kind of went around and started counting, and I got about to 25, but then as the movie started, some more people shuffled in, so I gave them about 50. Sure. As the movie went along, my arms relaxed, and then they went to my side. I even found myself laughing a time or two, guys. That's fine. It, it is comedy. Yeah. And I said, this is different enough that it doesn't feel like a complete ripoff. Guys... You're t- okay. Hold on. Okay, I'm getting nervous. Can we nervous. stop you right now? <laughs> a, you're trolling us. I'm not. He's got to be trolling us. I'm not, guys. I give it a D plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was scared. I was genuinely a D plus? scared. I like that none okay. of us dare give it a D. <laughs> no, actually, and no, it doesn't I, quite deserve a D. To be honest, I might even give it a C minus. I almost did, and then I thought more about it, and then I wanted to, much like Jake. I forgot about it because it became a forgettable yeah, movie. It was so forgettable. Well, okay. If I may give my spoiler-free part of the review now that yeah. I've done the whole reveal. So <laughs> That's a big Kristen, Yeah. Kristen Wiig, she was fine. I actually, I don't mind her. I thought she did good in her role. Kate McKinnon, completely wasted. She's a funny, wasted. funny woman. She ruined the movie. Wait, no, yeah, what do you no, mean wasted? by wasted? I, I mean wasted by the fact they barely gave her any lines, so they just sat her in the background to, to smugly goof around. What? Yeah. Did you notice they never wait for the audience to laugh at any of her no, jokes? Like they kept running over them. Yeah. Because it's not funny. No. And I thought they did scary good. Like honestly, really? if, I, if I had what they did good, I thought they did scary good. I thought the visuals were good. Like the ghosts were, were cool looking. Oh man, that's like one of my biggest um, complaints. Let's get to spoiler full. I thought CG was terrible. In in the short in short though, I feel like this is this was fan fiction. This was a group of fans. Can we call a, it fem fiction? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel like this was like, and that's that's why because I didn't hate it. Is it the worst movie ever? No, it is not. It's not I mean, Independence Day Resurgence. No, and it's not Ninja Turtles. I would uh, take Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, I would watch. Too. Oh, pick one, Kent. I would Which watch one? Ghostbusters I, or Independence Day Resurgence. I'd watch Ghostbusters again. Oh, shame on you. I would watch. <laughs> I would watch Ghostbusters before watching Ninja Turtles too. The Michael really? Bay one again. Yeah. Oh, you're crazy. Because and, and Independence Day Resurgence, I probably watch it over that. Because there were some moments that I actually did laugh out loud, and I thought they did scary well. But this is like if a bunch of fans said, "Hey, let's make a Ghostbusters movie because we can do these really cool visuals." And then they do these like cool scenes and slow motion stuff to make people look cool, but there really wasn't a lot of substance. The movie <laughs> fell flat on its face so many times with story and with humor that I just couldn't take it seriously. But I didn't hate it. Like it wasn't like I went, I walked out going, "That was terrible." Oh, they shouldn't have done that. It was kind of like, man. You know, you're right. Uh, it 
Jake would say it was tedious. Tedious is the word I, I used immediately. I would say it was boring, and you're saying it's passable? Yeah. I, I, I'm saying, it's, you know what? If people want to enjoy this movie, they can enjoy this movie. It's not the classic. It, it's not it going to be a classic. It honestly feels grown-ups level of comfort comedy. Kind of does. Grown-ups the movie, yeah. Yes. And not grown-ups, because this is slightly more juvenile. Well, I feel like they... I know, I, I, having done the research, I know a lot of Bill Murray's lines were ad-libbed in the original Ghostbusters. And the other Ghostbusters had a couple lines they'd throw in every now and then, too. But they had a script. That was not the case in this one. This, it was movie, like, this movie feels like they just let them riff. Deliver I, I, your I, line now. I hate when I Say when hello I can tell, to my little friend. I hate, I, I hate when I can tell that they're, they're intentionally letting him do improv. And they're like, let's just have him say something funny. Say something funny, Chris. And he's like, ah, I'm Australian and I'm dumb. And they're like, yeah, say it again. I'm Australian and I'm an idiot. That's even funnier. Like, <laughs> that's how I feel like the movie went. But overall... If you want to go see it, go see it. I, I don't think it's going to do very well. People are projecting $50 million, but they're predicting it's going to be beaten out by Life of Pets, and it's not going to get better with time. Nope. So, and by the way, China has blocked it in their country. Yes. But what? not. I read, I read the headline. Too it ghosty. Says, it said China has blocked it, but not for the reasons you think. And I'm like, oh, God. Not stop. because they're not sexist. Yes. Well, it's because they're saying it's not because. China's not sexist. No. Yeah. That, that country that kills girl babies, <laughs> they're not sexist. Wow. Dark places, Kent. <laughs> Dark places. Uh, anyway, that's that's my spoiler-free review. It's bleh, but it's not. I didn't hate it. It's not terrible. I, I probably went with the bar so low that it was going to exceed that expectation, but it was kind of like, yeah, not bad, but not good. Man, you really scared me when you were, like, I was starting <laughs> to think maybe it was real. I was thinking B plus somewhere like, in there. Oh, no, please no, don't go to B it, range. In my star rating, it'd be two stars, because that's the whole... Have we I, ever all agreed on the same grade? No, I don't think we have. But this is like, I can see why people might like it, but I don't. So what about Mikey? What do you say? He, th- he thought kind of the same thing. He was like, yeah, it's okay. I didn't hate it. It wasn't terrible. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. which I, don't, I didn't hate it. It's not terrible. It's probably the best this is going to get. My wife asked me if she should watch it. And I said, feel free to watch it sometime at home when I'm not around. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, sure. Exactly. Yeah, you'll laugh a couple times. Whatever. Just, I just don't want to be there. Well, and I may watch it again just because I thought Kristen Wiig did fine. I, I really had no problem with her. Well, I thought she was so wooden. I thought she boring. had a character until Chris Hemsworth showed up. Well, yeah, and then she was there to stare at him. Okay, let's get the spoiler The spoiler full. What is she, like 20 years older than him? Hey, spoiler full. That's spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you have a problem with older women. So, okay, now we're going to talk All about... Right. So let's, 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 yeah, do, a, do a jingle. Yeah, what's, 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 a, what's a jingle we could do? Uh, oh, no, do the, do the Fallout Boy one. Oh, yeah. So the new Ghostbusters song. Light him up, up, no, up, light one. him up. Not that one, although Big Hero 6 we'll get into. But uh, so you got the, uh, I'm not afraid, not afraid of spoilers. I'm not afraid, <laughs> not afraid of spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. We got a call. Spoiler full. <laughs> Yay. All right, okay, that, so now go. we're into our no holds barred. Talk about whatever you want. Can I just bring up something since we just brought it up? I think my cat is the only thing I'm going to remember from that movie. <laughs> my cat. What was up with that? And I I honestly felt like a lot of the humor was that type of stupid humor where it was just like, no, oh, it was. Um, but don't one thing, be the mayor from Jaws. Sorry. That Go was ahead. actually funny. That, that actually means like, don't call me the mayor from Jaws. Although we'll get into that. Yes. Um, so I just want to bring up the big hero six things we brought it up. What was with the big hero six ending? Like them diving. Into it was the completely unnecessary because the movie was her. over. And then uh, what? It was uh, no, because Chris they were united Wick. emotionally. I guess. I think the reason for that is because the movie had no emotional core and they said, oh Yeah. We need people to actually feel a different kind of emotion other than hilarious laughter. Which, and so they made it touching. But their relationship was bad at the beginning, but, but they were buddies the majority of the movie. And so then to have her go in and grab her and say, I'm not leaving you again. And then their hair went white. I and think the very next scene, it's Why colored. is their hair white? 
I, I think, don't know. I think that's why they did it. They wanted the white hair joke somewhere there. But why? They stole that from Poltergeist, Pacific Rim, Big Hero 6. The white hair thing? The jumping into the chasm <laughs> oh, yeah. to go Well, pluck. jumping into the chasm and then having the cord be just long enough to not hit the water, but then pull back it's right at the right part. Cord. It's like, I don't know how that works. Nothing, nothing about this movie made sense. Honestly, there was a lot that didn't. Start to finish. I'm watching this movie going, this is probably a C. This is probably a C. And then the ghost descended on New York. Sorry, we're talking about the end here, if everyone's listening. Well, they were the spoilers still there. Yeah. Yeah. Then the ghost descended on New York, and all of a sudden, it became like, like seriously a grown-ups kind of movie where brains were gone. Right. And they said... Slimer and his girlfriend have the car that has a nuke on the roof. If we send the car, and then this this is where they went wrong. Either don't explain the science or explain it well. Well, And they went right in the middle, and they said, if we if we send the nuke on the car and shoot it, reverse, reverse the polarity of the spiritual realm. Except, and I'm like, except that's almost what happens in Ghostbusters, in the original Ghostbusters, is when they're like, Okay, what do we do? I think if we, sh- if we cross the streams and shoot the door, it'll reverse the polarity, and that will suck everything back in. Like, they almost do that same thing. and it. But that worked because it wasn't like a car goes through, the chasm sucks everything after it. I mean, the, right. the thing, it felt so, like, tacked on. Which, okay, two things I just yes. want to bring up at this point. One, can the ghosts hurt people or not? Yes. Like, they really didn't follow that rule very well. It's like sometimes they could move them around. Sometimes they would just slime them. Sometimes they could land on top of them and squish them, and then they could pop them with a pocket knife. Mm-hmm. Didn't make like a lot I said, of sense. Nothing made sense. Can I bring up your second point? The proton packs? The proton packs. What did they do? In the original Ghostbusters, let me go back to the original Ghostbusters, they are merely like nets that grab the ghost, and then they put them into they're a trap. stabilizers. Oh, yeah. Right? No, no. Now they're shredders. Well, they shred ghosts they, into slime. Well, okay. Wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> we'll get there. And then, and then so the they, fist they, puncher one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We'll get there. So in the old Ghostbusters, the, Does that the, crap make sense? the proton packs pull them down, they put them in the trap, and they take the trap, and they put it in the containment unit. Yes. In this movie, they shoot them with the proton pack. Sometimes it traps them. Sometimes it, it, it blows them up. And then they put it in one trap, and then they don't know what to do with it other than kill Bill Murray. (laughs) (laughs) What? No. They set the rule. They set the rule in this movie that, once again, there was going to be a proton pack, which is a stabilizer, into the trap. Right? You lay the track. Until Kate McKinnon says, hey, everyone, the apocalypse is here. Here's your guns. And then they all have their specialized guns, which is cool for action figures, I suppose. That's what they did it for. And then the guns, the proton packs kill ghosts they they don't kill them they basically maim them no they're they're shredded on the ground they are dead like they'd blow off their legs and they'd be like uh and i'm like no the ghosts were dead they were misty but they were dead yeah which (sighs) they murdered those ghosts which i don't understand like they kind of they they danced over the science of it but the science why well i mean mean, they're trying to explain that this looks like a fusion They're, they're trying to explain why the ghosts have more corporeal form and it's because this guy puts a machine in there but why do they need a bad guy why? Why couldn't the ghosts just be the antagonist? Why do they need... You, you mean the bad guy who, like, it, upon first sight, I was like, this guy could be, like, is, weird enough. Is he the one you thought was scary? No, no, no. What I thought was scary, I thought the first scene was well done. Yeah. I thought it was creepy. And in fact, every time that door opened, I was like, that's, that's, that's yeah, got cool. like, hairs the back of my neck kind of stuff. Middle of the road, okay. But I, go lo- on. I also loved, I liked the mirrors with the ghosts behind them and, like, stamping on them with their hands. I thought that was a good effect and a creepy effect. Like yes. things like that. And the ghost in the in the Even though you've probably seen tunnel? it in Constantine. Yeah. Right. But yeah. But yeah. Who, and like a hundred other things. <clears throat> I do. But then even the ghost in the tunnel, uh, the, the electrocuted one, I I liked him. I thought I thought there were hmm. some good creepy moments. 
So sorry, I, I disagree with you there, but you got to watch more. Supernatural, no, so I guess that's the, the only answer. The yeah. villain. I think he could have been good because he had the look of like this weird villain with a strange past. His strange past was I was bullied. Yeah. And now I want to somehow, Whoa, somehow mean. I know no, about. No, no, he's he's bullied and he's a male. That's why he's the bad guy. <laughs> oh yeah, because he's a male. So somehow that's he why knows. they shoot him in the crotch at the end to win. Hey, hey can't remember when easy. you said your favorite part of the movie was Chris Hemsworth, the only dude, pretty much. He wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't funny. Was was Chris? He was, was funny. Okay, Kevin. Look, was Kevin dumb or was he mentally challenged? He's because mentally they challenged. Were, they were making fun of mentally challenged people. Some of the things he was doing, I'm like, okay, well, we've, we've crossed okay. Over you know dumb. what's funny? My, my cat, and then the, the fingers over the eyes <laughs> the first was, time they did it. That was funny. When he said it's so loud and he covered his eyes. And, and that then, made me then they overused him. <laughs> so in stupid. fact, in the end credits that were 10 minutes long, yes. they have the dance scene, which is a thriller scene, and yes. that was meant to be part of the final fight. Yes. And they, you know, Sony said, uh, no. Have which, you read about this or you just assumed uh, No, I read about it. Which, yeah, what, what did they really, say? Because why did they cut that? That seems strange Paul Feig wanted it so bad, and Sony's like, it's a little too out there. Which... If like it, it's far fetched. It's far fetched for it's this far fetched. I'm yeah. telling you though, oh if gosh. you can possess an entire army, it's just hard to get those four extra girls. <laughs> you know, all the men are all the men <laughs> are know, incapacitated. Right? Yeah. No, they can just walk right up and but fight. The extra X chromosome makes it impossible. That's to why possess. they get the circus ghosts to come and defeat the women. <laughs> well, okay, Ugh, this movie, which possession as well. They only use possession twice. Melissa McCarthy gets possessed for a short time, and Chris Hemsworth gets possessed for a short time. Mm-hmm. And then he never uses that power in any other way, shape, or form. And he could have. He could have gone into any of the other Ghostbusters and had them kill the other ones. Yeah. But he didn't. Why? Because plot. Because plot. That's why. Ugh. This, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you've seen the trailer, this is, the trailer was the movie, but with just really hollow, lifeless jokes in between. Because there really wasn't much going on. Like, there was a little more action with bad CG, but it was jokes that didn't land. This is just like my kitchen. You yeah. know, when they go to the messy apartment, I'm like, huh? What? Why yeah. is that there? That's funny, I guess. Yeah. Kate McKinnon, everything she did was grating. No, the thing about Kate McKinnon is she is funny, but they gave her nothing to do but sit there and smile and mug in the background. She's a cartoon yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. But And she was. I really like Kate McKinnon, but yeah, you're right. But just I will say, her, I don't her toast at the end, I actually did enjoy that. Like when she toasted at the no, end. If she was like the awkward scientist, well, they didn't right. play totally time straight. To build characters ever. Like if she was an Egon, Egon's a really straight character. Yeah, and he was great for it. Yeah, if she could have been that, she could have been like the awkward nervous scientist. Well, they turned no. her. If you may pardon the the comparison here, they turned her into the police academy woman who doesn't talk very much, and then at the end of the movie, they she gets really loud. Right, that's what they did. Okay, and it it made me laugh, and so you know, I guess that worked. But the whole time, I'm like, you're wasting her. Like, she should be funnier. And yet you're making her just stand there and smile and, like, wink and nod her head. Was that? That was too much, right? Yeah. And every line she had seemed like a throwaway line. It was like, honestly, they gave... I honestly think she didn't have one line in the script. And they said, uh, Kate will say something funny here. Didn't you guys feel like the whole movie was patting itself on the back? Yes. When they're on the balcony and the, all the buildings say, I love Ghostbusters. We love you. And then the end, the, the end credits, once again, in between all the dancing, they're telling all these jokes to kind of reel people, the, the audience back in saying, yeah. look how, look what, what a great job we did. Or when they actually basically turn to the audience and say, "Ugh, don't read, don't read online comments. Don't, don't listen to those trolls mm-hmm. online. Oh, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, wow, that's pretty on the nose. Did you, did you film that in post? Right. It, it feels like a South Park when they basically make a show two days ago because it's so current events. Yeah. Okay. So the gadgets. 
Can we talk about the gadgets? Let's do it. So first and foremost, the mayor's office calls them in, which I actually was like, it's going to be Dan Aykroyd. It's going to be Dan Aykroyd. And then it wasn't. It was uh, Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia, yeah. With uh, Cecily Strong, who I really like Cecily Strong too. Completely wasted. But uh, I don't like her completely wasted. I like her. Her talent was completely wasted. <laughs> I'm going to remember you said that. Uh, you will have Cecily to. I'll be putting in the end credits. <laughs> but the mayor, the mayor brings them in to say, hey, don't hunt ghosts anymore. And then the next scene, they're getting gadgets to hunt ghosts. And I was like, wait, didn't they just get a don't do that from the mayor? And they didn't even have a no, we're going to do it anyway. It was like, oh, man, the mayor's mad at us. Hey, here's a grenade. What? Look, it's like a balloon deflating. Or when they, I think they forgot, they didn't really know how to get to the end. It was like the second act, they're thinking, okay. Let's have Chinese food, and then one of us is going to get possessed. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kristen Wiig is not here for, for some, some reason. reason. Exactly. Oh, so annoying. I thought the same thing. I have my notes. Why is Kristen Wiig gone? Because she apparently, in the next scene, in the next, I'll say, skit, she had to go beg the mayor for help. Right. But even then, when they're all hanging out at the, at the, the shop, the, the store, whatever they call the office together, mm-hmm. she's not there for some reason other than to come in and save them with the pocket knife. Yeah. That's why she's not there. Mm-hmm. There's no explanation as to why she's at her home in her sweats. Ugh. Yeah. Just bugged me. No sense. Beginning to end. Well, and also, why? I mean, the, they try to explain it as, well, we don't want to cause a panic. And, you know, don't be the mayor from Jaws, which he was being, because all he says is, yeah, don't cause a panic. But... They, they keep saying they're a fraud, but everyone in the OzFest, which, oh man, cameo by Ozzy Osbourne. Ugh. Why? Why, why, why? But to everyone in the why? OzFest, they saw that ghost. They're not going to deny that. So the whole concept of them be, continually being called out as frauds. Can we talk about the cameos? Yes. Although there were cameos in the original too. Cameos by the original Ghostbusters that were completely wasted? Oh, no, no. I, I, like Casey Kasem and Larry King and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. No, they were, they were like New York favorites. Yes. All four Ghostbusters made an appearance, which mm-hmm. you're saying, wait a minute. Harold Ramis passed away. <laughs> yes. They have a bust of Harold Ramis at Columbia University. Didn't it feel like the movie just stopped every time there would be an original Ghostbusters reference? Yes. Yeah. Because they, they've said 30 years ago, this never happened. Right. Ha- oh, let's just say in, in this alternate reality, this movie said... 30 years ago, this happened. These guys are, they're nowhere to be seen at this point. Right. We hope ghosts never come back. Right. They're back. That would have been a better movie. Yes. If it would have been a sequel. Because Bill Murray, this was like the worst cameo I've seen in years. From Bill Murray. Yeah. The cameo from Zombieland. No, the the only, I I will say this, the only cameo that worked for me was Winston. Okay. That was the only one. He comes in at the end and pops out and is like, you know, where's my car? And I was like, that's kind of funny that it's Winston. Yeah. But, oh, seriously, okay. I agree. That, that's really the only one that worked well. I mean, Aykroyd, I think he delivered it well. He did deliver it well, he but it's all well, commercial. Like, but he might as well have been looking at the camera. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Ba-na-ba. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay, so one more thing can I bring up? Yeah. So, Patty. So we have the three scientists, mm-hmm. and then Patty, because she knows New York. Give me one example of when that came into play after that moment i'll tell you when there was one they they referenced it one more time yeah. after that moment okay give me two it's no <laughs> the one time they said around the courthouse or wherever the final showdown was going to happen that's where the indians there was like a bad trade with the indians that's what it was and she this, knew the hotel this really bad captain was there killing indians so she was there to advance one plot point yeah 
and landlines. No, she's there to get information so they could show a ghost that looked like a pirate ca- or that looked like a British captain. Yeah, I didn't get that. Like honestly, I was like, Patty, you are completely useless. I have no idea where they keep you on your team, and this movie's not doing anything to make me believe that you would be part of this team. Just because landlines. What was the landlines? What was that? The ley lines. Ley lines. Yeah, ley lines. Well, we've we've seen many many horror films, and we always know that like whenever they draw a map in a horror film, it's usually like a pentagram. Yep, that's what I was waiting for. Right, or it's an X. And this one was an X, but they're saying that the power was being summoned into the middle of this X. And that's what it was doing. It was taking something from every other horror film and saying, that's where the the portal needs to be. We haven't talked about the final, you know, giant creature walking New York. The one that wasn't the State Puff Marshmallow Man. I will say, I liked, even though I knew it was coming, I knew what he'd turn into and how. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that he was going to turn into the cartoon logo. Which was actually okay. And I liked that. That was fine. He goes, oh, you want to see a ghost? And he turned into a cartoon ghost, and I was like, I kind of like the fourth wall there, the fourth wall breaking. And then he turned into the giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, essentially. Yeah, Yeah, which was just like And then he was playing with cars as the Ghostbusters were like, let's plan a nuclear attack. And he's up there going, and apparently a ghost can get burned really easy. (laughs) They they did not really satisfy. He's Oogie Boogie at that point. He was. He was was Oogie Boogie. Boogie. That's just who I thought of. Yeah. I just feel like there, there was no one supervising the script. Like, okay, there's one thing, and this is one of those nitpicky things that got under my skin and I just couldn't let it go. And I'm sorry. But at one point, uh, they're talking about the, the, the ley lines and they say, they intersect here. What's there? Oh, it's a hotel. It's Mercado, which is Spanish for table. No, it's <laughs> not. Like, and I thought they were going to make it. <laughs> well, that was I, a joke. I think it was a joke. I, I thought it was too, but then they just, they never like called her out on it. It was just like Mercado, that means table. Oh, what? no, no. She had a running joke where she didn't, uh, she couldn't interpret languages. Yes. Did they? Yeah. So I what does Mercado mean? It means market. And there's no, there's no, like, that's the thing. It was like, Mercado, that means table. And I was like, wait, what? And I, I guess I didn't pick up on the joke because I spent the whole time going, It was oh, underplayed. I, I yeah. think what they're doing is they were, uh, I think Mercado, the Mercado Hotel gave them $1 million to mention their name in this movie. Oh, gosh. At, like, uh, product placement, right? What do you mean? Hey, oh, I, drew, I drew a logo for you. Relentless. Or it's 711. Papa John's. Papa, Papa John's, John's right they, there. They dropped the camera on those Papa John's boxes they like four it. times. Okay. Granted, every summer movie has this. It's whether true. it's Transformers, whether it's, it's Marvel, whether it's DC. They do this, but generally it's not as like, here's a Ghostbusters logo. It's 711. Which made no sense. Like, it made no sense. Zero sense. But the Papa John's thing made me laugh in particular because I, I've ordered pizza from Papa John's fairly recently, and they have Ghostbusters boxes. Even after our show, I thought we were, we were, you were going to eat pizza it's again. A, it's a tier one. <laughs> pizza movie night. We watched E.T. The kids did great. Nice. But uh, no, but they were they had Ghostbusters on the box, and I was like, oh, that's, they're doing a cross promotion? Weird. And then when I saw it on the table, I went, oh. And I actually did. I think I made an audible noise because Mikey looked over at me, and I was like, sorry. So I just kind of went, <laughs> oh. Well, uh, you, you were probably doing that the entire time. No, and my, my brother at one point did lean over to me. He's like, I tell you're hating this. I'm like, I'm not hating it, but why? And that's where I land. Much like Amazing Spider-Man, this is completely unnecessary. If they would have done it as a sequel, kind of like you said, it's like, you, here's the wow, I think that was such an insult to the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> it really like, was. Honestly. That was, that was Andrew Garfield is so good at Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. But it's unnecessary. That you're doing him a dis- I agree. It was unnecessary. Yes. But was he great in that movie? I'm not saying, movies? I'm not talking about the yes. quality of the movie. I'm just saying it's like, yeah, but Why? And that's how I felt with this movie. I think if they would have done it the way you have mentioned, mm-hmm. that if it was a sequel, and it's like, hey, the Ghostbusters are getting old. We need to pass the torch. You girls are great. Let's make you the new Ghostbusters. I would have been okay with that. It would have been a little next karate kid, but I think it would have been a stronger thing than let's just cameo everyone in the whole, and Janine and, and every, all the Ghostbusters. Bless you, Rick Moranis, for having brains and integrity. Yeah. yeah. Did he decline a cameo or yeah. what? He really? said, 
I don't see the point. Yep. That's and great. I just feel like the old one, the old one is so quotable. Like you think of all the famous quotes, like, like back off, man, I'm a scientist or, and the flowers are still standing and things like that. Or dogs and cats living together. Tell them about yes. the Twinkie. Yeah, the Twinkies. All these lines. I just love them. No. And the only line I can remember from this movie is, the power of Patty compels thee. You My are cat. doing this movie a serious disservice because when she says, that's going to leave a mark straight from, you know. Tommy Boy. Straight from Tommy Boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? It was all derivative. Man. All right. By the way, uh, fun fact. I just want to bring this up because I, I just can. <laughs> My show. Uh, <laughs> is this kind of your show, isn't so, it? This is Joel's show. <laughs> yeah, I had to rant because I was a big Ghostbusters fan. And yeah. I, I had a very low bar and very much anger going into this. I'm not as angry anymore, to be honest, because I'm like, it wasn't Dr. that great. True. And honestly, I don't think it's going to do that well. But uh, Patty Edwards, the voice of Gozer in the original one, which it was like this Yugoslavian model. Okay. But it was a, it was a different voice. Hmm. But uh, the voice of Gozer is the same voice as Flotsam and Jetsam in The Little Mermaid. Really? I know. I was pretty amazed by that. So, yeah. It's a raspy voice. Also, this is also another thing. Ghostbusters was nominated for Best Original Song at the Academy Awards. Makes sense. Do you want to know what it lost to? Okay, 1984. 1984. Huey Lewis. Something by Huey Lewis. Nope. What was it? I just called. Oh, yeah. To say I love you from The Woman in Red. I mean, that's... That's Woman a reasonable choice. In red. And it actually, this is one of those movies that bounced in and out of the number one, the original Ghostbusters, bounced in and out of the original, uh, bounced in and out of the number one slot at the box office until it was finally unseated by Purple Rain. Really? Yeah. You're full of fun facts. I know. I it did is. so much. I did a lot of research on the on the old one as I was watching it, but yeah, such a good movie. I, and I'm, Is that all you got in your... Yeah, I had a couple others, but nothing too big. Now, Magic let me pocket. ask you this. So they have the stinger at the end. Yes, the pandering stinger at the very end. I think they'll probably do another one. Which they do like, they, it's like they couldn't get enough jokes, and they had too many jokes, and so they're like, let's just add a couple during the credits that really don't have any effect on anything other than, but in, shh. Yeah. Like, they didn't even show anything in the portal. Like, if, what, are, what if when they went down and they did Big Hero 6 down in the... They saw the wasp? The ghost portal. <laughs> they saw the wasp. Yeah. 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 Ant-Man. What if they, they showed Zool? What if they showed Gozer? Or, or one of the dogs. One of the dogs. It would have been this cool Easter egg. That's true. But instead, they made you wait till the end. And they, you know, Pat and Oswald, everyone stay till the end credits. This is phenomenal. My best friend directed this movie. Mm-hmm. And then she's listening to an EVP of a fart again. Yep. And she goes, so anyone, oh, sorry, it, we're full of spoilers at this yes, point. Yeah, at this point we are. Does anyone know what Zool is? And then the crowd with me, with us. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait for the sequel. Joel? No. People love this movie at our screening. Really? They did, yeah. People, okay. The people sitting in front of me were laughing. Particularly the people by Kent. The scattering, the scattered people in the theater were laughing. I think the people that will go see it will go see it and it'll be fine. But honestly, I don't see this doing well at the box office. One, one of my friends, actually, she's on uh, Hello Sweetie podcast. Mm. She was sitting next to me and she loved the movie. She loved it. Right. She was laughing so hard. And I thought, I don't want to ruin her experience. Like, I don't want to be this curmudgeon that's folding my arms. So I try to keep my body language open. Right. And then after the movie. You put your hand on the seat next to her. I did the claw. (laughs) After the movie, I'm like, Jake, did you notice I was like trying to make sure that I didn't ruin the movie for her? And Jake says, yeah, I noticed that you were doing courtesy laughs quite a bit. You're doing tons tons of courtesy laughs. Because, you know, something would happen and everyone would be laughing. I'd be like. (laughs) smiling well and and i'll say this kent you're not a big fan of straightforward comedies it's not your style of humor i i I can fully admit that i hate them now so for me this (laughs) is this is not my hope this is not my style of comedy 
And I'll admit that there are people out there who will laugh and will enjoy it, but it just, it wasn't for me. It was very kind of that, look how funny we are comedy. And that's what I, I don't like. I want you guys to forecast here. Is there going to be a sequel? Not whether there should be, will there be? Yes. I, I say there will be. I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to do that well at the box office, but I think they're going to have to make it'll a sequel do well enough to kind of like stick that. it to the man. The only reason there would be a sequel is because Sony is just leaking money and they think it's a franchise. I think no. No sequel? I'm saying no sequel. Are we betting tacos on this? Yeah. So three <laughs> years from now wrong. when there's no sequel. <laughs> I think this, this movie no, costs... They'll, they'll announce it This movie costs over $150 million to make. Double Ooh. that with marketing. This movie is not going to China, remember. Boy, they spent a lot of money uh, on the, nothing. Yeah. Yes. The original Ghostbusters, by the way, production budget of $30 million, worldwide gross, worldwide gross of $295 million. <laughs> Doesn't that seem so low, though? It does. It's like 1,000%. Uh, adjusted for inflation, I don't know how much that is, but it did really well. Yeah, and a ninety-seven percent right. on Rotten Tomatoes. I think if you okay. Now the real question is, who are you going to call? <laughs> <laughs> Not Fandango to get tickets for this movie. No. If you if people haven't seen Ghostbusters, if you were fourteen years old and you've never seen Ghostbusters, and you see this one, will this be a good movie? Maybe ish. I think maybe, especially because if you're fourteen, the comedy is really going to just call out to you. Well, and I think that comedy is different now. And I think I know some people that they watch those older eighties comedies and they're like, this isn't funny. Cause it's a different style of comedy. Yeah. The, the clever dryness. <laughs> I know weird, right? No, dry humor. And that's, uh, I, I love think, dry humor. I think Mikey's the one who said it. He said the original one was like an action horror movie that had funny. This was a comedy. Yes. that Had some action and horror. The cast yeah. of the original ghostbusters. And it's because Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd created this. Right. They weren't in on the joke. They wanted to be, Hey, what if we're these scientists that find out they're ghosts? Yes, this is going to be a funny movie. Right. Because they're all just naturally funny, but we're going to play this straight. No one in this movie played it straight. No, they're they all... They all knew... They're all mugging. Well, yeah. They, they were in on the joke. Yeah. All mugging for the camera. Yes. It, yeah. So, there you all go. Right. Yeah. I, man, I want to I lower it to a D, but, but I, I want to be on the same level as you guys. But I yeah, didn't we're all hate D pluses. I don't want to cross the streams. I, I want to say it again. I didn't hate it. I anticipated hating. I didn't hate. I just, gave it a D plus. I just didn't like. It's pretty hateful for no, something you didn't hate. It didn't make me as mad as Teenage Mutant Turtles. Uh, I, I, sh- I still will never get that, by the, the way. Out of the shadows of the dark of the moon. <laughs> In the dark of the I moon. Didn't, I didn't dislike. I don't even think I disliked as much as Independence Day Resurgence. I didn't. I hated Independence Day Resurgence. Which, I don't remember what I gave that one, but yeah. It's, F. It's you gave a D. I FDC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and then Jake, after the show, by the way, everyone, he said it was worse than a C. Just saying. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> Secret Bacon Sale. <laughs> Can we have a show called Secret Bacon Sale? Secret Bacon Sale. <laughs> we tell all our secrets. Sale. I'll just record you guys before shows. Ken actually loves all movies. Yes. <laughs> all of them. It's all an act, folks. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing he's seen. He's he a Tyler love. Perry watching Michael Bay loving slack jawed Pixar. <laughs> Listen, 13 yeah. hours is pretty good. It was good. Anyways. All right. Yeah. All right, so if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel, or you can find me at Quickwits Comedy. They perform every Saturday night at 10 o'clock at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to their Facebook page or qwcomedy.com. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my reviews, especially for this one, and I'm sure I'm going to try not to be sexist, it's at ShowtimeShowdown.com. <laughs> Good I'm luck. really going to try. You're already sexist. Yeah. There's no way to get back. <laughs> By the way, one of the things I'm writing in my review, which will come out, the previous to this, so if anyone follows this and everything like that, I'm calling the 1984 Ghostbusters the real Ghostbusters. And what are you calling the cartoon? I'm now calling this movie. Oh, the cartoon? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the real cartoon Ghostbusters, but that's the real <laughs> Ghostbusters. This is Ghostbusters 2016.
Yeah. That's all. I mean, or you have to, you have to do something to differentiate ghost facers. And they don't yep. want you, they don't want you to say all female ghostbusters. Cause that's offensive, even though they've said it. Yes. Also my review will be out uh, on Friday and you'll be able to see me every Friday morning at eight 30 on K jazz channel 14. I'll be able to, you'll be able and yes. you should. <laughs> all right. And you can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers until next time. There is no Dana only bacon cell. The time has come to talk Ghostbusters. You didn't give me a count. You didn't you didn't you didn't you didn't give me a count. You didn't give me a count. You didn't you didn't you didn't you didn't give me a count. You didn't give me a count. You didn't you didn't you didn't you didn't give me a count. The girls, I hate that. I hate it because they're girls. But what if you're a misogynist pig before you decided that? I have a I have a woman friend, okay? Yeah, you know, this is the lukewarm comedy of the summer that we that we need. Takes yeah, yeah. one of yours to the hospital, you take one of his to the morgue. Sorry, I'm gonna take everyone back to Australia real quick. Crikey! Yeah, you know, it's pretty good. It's alright. It's it's not terrible. Dancing in heaven. Here we go. I never thought I'd ever get my feet this far. I'd ever get my feet this far. Did you just say that Bill Murray's your dream boy? Is that what you just told me? No, his lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. That makes me feel good inside, though. Wow. Just remarkable the things you guys know. You guys don't click your head in the toilet every morning? Um, How do you do your hair? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go put your head in the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm what did I send? Do you remember? It was this unicorn that was like flashing neon lights or something. Unicorn? It's pretty messed up, kid. <laughs> you were pretty dark. Honestly, I would find it more distasteful if it was all dudes. You're my son. She had ribbons in her hair. accidentally took Jake to sisters at the end of last year. Wait, just carry him in your pocket and be like, oh, I, I left the Jake in here. <laughs> or just some sort of creature. And it was flashing. That's all I know. I even found myself laughing at time with you guys. He's a Tyler love. Perry watching Michael Bay loving Slackjaw. Yo- Mostly... Nothing. Some people playing Call of Duty. How are you still interested? Yeah, it's a terrible life to do what you want, Ken. <laughs> Candy cane. Candy cane. That makes so much sense, you sociopath. Dolo's crossing streams. Stay all the way to the end of the credits for a pandering singer. Secret bacon sale.